Hey, what's up, guys? This is another edition of the Irreplaying Podcast. This is your boy Feño, and we're here to talk about the last UFC event and a little bit of what happened in this week that it was very crazy. That if those shitty cars start making so much sound on the outside. Have you ever seen those assholes with like super old, like modified cars that make a lot of noise and they barely go any fast? Yeah, one of those just just went outside. Uh, let's get into into not cars but fights. Sadiq uh, Yusuf fought Edson Barbosa in the main event of the last UFC fight night. It was uh, an alright fight. Uh, first round saw Sadiq doing the right thing when you're fighting Barbosa. Just coming out very strong, getting into pocket exchanges, hurting Barbosa, I think once with the left hook and then catching him with the right hand. Uh, those were like the, the biggest connections. Barbosa super hurt. This was uh, an awful round. Probably a 10-7 to be honest. A uh, big round for Sadiq. Uh, Sadiq, I, I thought he didn't use a lot of energy in this round. So I thought I was like, okay, he's he's set for this fight. Like he just needs to keep fighting like this and he has the fight in the back. And that was not the case. I think he was tired a little bit. Second round comes Barbosa to to his credit, uh, going to the body a lot, uh, the left hook. Uh, the the mechanics of the left hook to the body were questionable to me a lot of times, and also the right hand to the body that Barbosa was uh, landing. Obviously, they still had an effect on Sodik. Sodik obviously got super tired as the fight went on, but. But I think Barbosa could have done a lot more damage with that. Same with the same with the switch kick. Uh, I mean, I love Barbosa's switch kick to the body, but I don't know. It seems like he's not landing that one as hard. I mean, these these are all just nitpicks. I think Barbosa fought a very good fight from round two on, especially considering he was so hurt in that first round. But yeah, I mean, Barbosa just kept consistent. Uh, took the front foot. Attack the body with the with the left hook, uh, wide right hand, the switch kick, and and the jab. Especially he was winning the jab battle against Sodik. Sodik was trying to jab with him, but he was losing most of the time. It was Barbosa with the more active head movement and timing jabs just right to to get to Sodik. Uh, Barbosa not doing as much damage with the jab, but he was preventing Sodik from mounting any kind of offense. He was. A very disrupting jab. So Dick on, on his part, when he was landing the jab, he was having more of an effect on Edson. But but Barbosa was making a better use of the jab despite uh, doing less damage. And where Barbosa was getting putting the combinations together, he was doing damage, especially to the body, as we already talked about. Uh, he also hurt, and uh, at the end of the third round, I think uh, he landed a, a wheel kick. Made so they did a little dance, and then one of the biggest flaws for Edson is that he he hurts people a lot because he's such a big hitter with good technique in a lot of strikes, but he's a bad finisher. Yeah, he ended up in a grappling position just like he did against Kevin Lee. Uh, he could not take over on the ground, so Dick is is a very solid grappler. You know he he trains in a solid grappling camp run by a complete piece of shit of a human being but but yeah the grappling in that camp is alright so I mean but yeah I mean I thought Barbosa won every round after the first 
if you give like 10-7 to Sodico on the first, it's fair to give Barbosa 10-8 on the third. And then I gave 10-9 to every round for Edson. So very good win for Edson. I do not think he's looking that great at featherweight. And I think he has been a bit lucky with the, with the matchmaking despite losing quite a few fights already there. But yeah, I mean, good for him to finally win on a main event, and it was like a epic comeback. Very good for Edson Barbosa, to be honest. Good stuff for Sotik. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what to think of of Sotik moving forwards. Uh, but he'll probably get like a super steep uh, uh, step down in competition, and he will watch that guy because that's that's how Sotik matchmaking has been so far. Co-main event saw Bibiane Araujo versus Jennifer Maya. A lot of people were complaining about this one. I think it's kind of suspect, but at the same time, I appreciate that they are giving a uh, ranked woman a place uh, high in the card. Uh, this one's a close fight. And Araujo was, uh, looked very improved to me in this fight compared to, to her last few outings. And she really needed the win here. Uh, to be honest, I thought Maya probably won the fight. I think uh, one and three were for Maya, in my opinion. Araujo, uh, there's an argument for one and two for Araujo, I guess. But I don't know. I thought Maya did more damage, especially at the end of the first round. Uh, not much to say about that one. Uh, sucks for Maya, to be honest. Like She just keeps fighting the, the upper echelon of the division with, with mixed results. Uh, before that, Jonathan Martinez fought Adrian Janius. I was very excited about this one. It At the end, it wasn't that exciting of a fight because uh, Martinez uh, fucked up the, the leg of Adrian Janius with the third low kick that he landed. Um, and that was that. Then the, the rest of the fight was Janius trying to, to adapt, uh, but not being very successful, getting his leg chopped off. Very good win for Martinez. Uh, Janius... Um, Disappointing performance to be honest. I expected him to be more prepared for the was What was going to be obviously the game plan for Martinez here But yeah, I mean good for Martinez riding two very big wins in Said Nurmagomedov and now Adrian Janius He looks to move forward on the in the division uh, I think he's rank he's ranked around like 12 or 13 or something So yeah, I mean good stuff good stuff for Martinez excited to see what's what's next for him before that, Michel Pereira, who walked up to the ring with a with a flag from a from a country that I do not recognize, like like yeah, I, I I'm not sure that's a real country, the the one that Michel Pereira walked with the flag that that like white flag with with the sky blue and and the six the six pointed star, I don't think that's a real country, man. But yeah, he fought Andre Petrovsky. Uh, Petrovsky took the fight on very short, short notice, and Pereira just knocked him the fuck out with a right hand. So there's that. I think this is the right division for Pereira. I think he's fucking huge. He was fighting someone that says that he can make a 170 here. So we'll see when he fights like someone a bit bigger. Uh, Petrovsky also didn't get to really do anything here. So who knows. Before that, we have a great fight. Christian Rodriguez fought Cameron Simon. Rodriguez coming off of his big upset against uh, Rosas Jr., obviously. And Simon has been a super hot prospect. So this fight was between uh, 
two very young guys, Rodriguez 25, Simon 22, um, Simon undefeated at 9-0, uh, and Rodriguez uh, moving to this fight as 9-1, so it was a very interesting prospect fight, and Sirod, who sadly missed weight for quite a bit here, and I do not think uh, Rodriguez has the size for 145, so I hope he sorts out the, the problem with the weight cuts, because he this is the second time that he has missed weight for bantam weight. But yeah, I thought Rodriguez here looks fantastic, his boxing looks super sharp, he was having answers for everything Simon was doing, very good at catching uh, kicks, punishing them, the wrestling was looking very solid, the grappling, the scrambling, it was all fantastic. Uh, great performance by Rodriguez, one of the best fights in the of the year, in my opinion. Um, uh, really, this one and, and like Nathaniel Good versus Wood versus Sandra Philly are like my favorite fights of the year so far, but this one was very, very good, Simon. I, I scored every round for Rodriguez, but it was a very competitive uh, fight. Uh, second round was very clear for Seerod, and I think the third one, too, one was a bit closer, but, but it was very good fight, uh, very promising for both guys. Uh, just hoping Rodriguez uh, solves the, the problem with the, with the weight cut. Darren Elkins fought T.G. Brown, I thought, like, Maybe this is the time that Darren Elkins start looking old, but no, no, Darren Elkins looks fantastic here. Um, just great, uh, the reactive takedowns, the chain wrestling, and the the mat wrestling by Elkins, and the, the grappling overall was fantastic. Uh, uh, one of the coolest moments of the fight, uh, TJ Brown tries to hit a switch on Elkins, but Elkins uh, stayed tight on the on the single leg that he had. Uh, T.J. Brown goes to goes to take the back, but Elkins like keeps his his hips high, so T.J. Brown cannot get like the hooks in. Darren Elkins then uh, does a back roll and end up on top position. Another very cool moment of this fight was Elkins uh, having like uh, I think the the scramble starts with referee position. Elkins having a back ride on on T.J. Brown and. And he grabs a key lock, a figure four, on, on T.J. Brown's arm from the back. T.J. Brown uh, gets his butt to the to the mat. Uh, he's successful at at blocking the, the hooks from Elkins that was trying to take his back. And then he tries to turn into Elkins, but Elkins used that key lock to, to not allow him and transition into mount. Uh, T.J. Brown finally is able to like get into three-quarter mount of sorts. And Darren Elkins goes for the arm triangle. And then Elkins just starts playing the the arm triangle back take change up that is uh, very popular in in MMA grappling and for good reason it's very effective and he ends up catching a rear naked choke so brilliant stuff by Elkins I thought he looked very good and the striking looked good too so very impressed by that. Tainara Lisboa and Habena Oliveira had a fight. Um, I think I missed most of this one and I do not remember a lot. I thought in spots, I thought Lisboa looked good mostly, but then she had like sketchy moments. Oliveira looked very powerful and athletic herself, so I think this was probably alright. Did not watch much. Uh, Terrence McKinney fought, Brendan Marote, it's a typical Terrence McKinney squash match. I gotta say, it's pretty cool how Terrence McKinney gets the knee so high so easily, he's a very flexible and limby dude, so he's not that long, but I mean, he he's not that tall 
for the division, but he's a super long guy and he's very dangerous with those knees. He tacked uh, Drew Dover with one of those two. So, I mean, I hope McKinney starts fighting like a, a better level of opposition, but not so high. He needs to find the, the sweet spot. I think McKinney has been having the same trouble that Alexander Hernandez has faced in his career. He either fights too low or too high and he doesn't get like good fights at his level of opposition to learn, to be honest. Melissa Dixon fought Irina Alexieva, uh, Russian Ronda, as <laughs> she's known. Uh, Dixon looks solid here. Uh, um, I think Dixon is a good addition to the vision, uh, good use of the jab, uh, some sketchy moments on the feet, but her grappling looked very solid. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Dixon being in the vision. My boy Chris Gutierrez for Alatan Haley. Uh, not very exciting performance, but Gutierrez did what he does. He uh, I, I was writing on Twitter about how he controls the fight on the outside with the use of the outside movement and the feints. Obviously, the feints allow you to keep the initiative because you keep your opponent on the reactive without actually committing to strikes. And the movement also makes your opponent like to turn, to follow you around the cage, and you can use that to your advantage. Uh, and Alatan Haley, obviously, uh, more of a like neutral space fighter, so he wasn't really like committing to pressure hard and allowed Gutierrez to do his thing. I think Gutierrez fought a bit, a little bit nervous here, coming off uh, the lo the loss against Pedro. So I don't blame him too bad for not putting that match together. Uh, very good use of the intercepting jab when Alatangeli was trying to close on him. He was using a lot of fainting when Alatangeli was trying to put combinations together to make his misdirections like more feasible to do. Uh, the low kicks, obviously, were by Gutierrez and also his teammate Martinez, we saw very effectively to low kick, uh, were fantastic. Especially, I like how Gutierrez throws like non committal leg kicks, like he's sometimes like as. Uh, uh, a soft like front kick to the knee, uh, an inside leg kick not very committed, and then fighters start getting conscious about that, and they started to shaking when there are not there are no kicks, and when the shake is coming down to the floor, then Gutierrez just shoves you with the leg kick, or Gutierrez makes you chase circles on the outside, and when you're resetting to start attacking again, then when Gutierrez catches you with the leg kick, so. Very cool stuff. That's the reason I like Chris Gutierrez so much. So happy that he won. He keeps being a ranked, um, a ranked fighter at 135 with his teammate Martinez, both are ranked. And, and I think that's very cool because I think both are very good fighters. And the opening fight was Emily Ducore against Ashley Joder. And it was surprisingly a good fight. I did not have very high expectations, but, but yeah, it was very cool. Um, Especially the third round got very heated up through the throughout the fight. Emily Ducot so showed a, like improved counter punching, um, especially like timing the right hand. Uh, this was an open stance matchup, uh, by the way. Uh, timing the right hand when Joder was trying to entry, then finishing sequences with the left hook. Uh, she was using the straight right to the body a lot to draw the reactions that she wanted from Joder. And also on the lead, Ducote was doing a lot of like switching entries, but mostly to use the the right hand as a as lead hand. So she would she would switch into like a lead right hand left uh, <laughs> left hook, a uh, lead 
right hook to the body and doubling up upstairs and uh, getting a lot of range with that so I thought it was very interesting very cool uh, Joder for his part she I think she looked pretty decent too on the third round especially uh, using the stepping knees grabbing uh, grabbing clinches not only collar ties but also like a head and arm at one moment uh, very cool to see that very good knees uh, finding elbows on the brakes, especially as Ducote was trying like to stand up from the clinch and trying to avoid knees, the, the classic elbow knee change up in the clinch, I always talk about that. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was very good. It sucks that Joder uh, looks so good here against a good fighter and now she has like a negative record and is probably getting cut from the UFC because I thought she looked like a good fighter here, so... I mean, I just hope they don't cut Ashley Yoder because I I think she looks she's not young, but she looked like very improved after a somewhat long layout uh, layoff, and it is it layout or layoff? I don't know, man. I I cannot speak English at all. But yeah, I thought Yoder looked good, and that was the event. I thought it was pretty alright. It was a pretty good event. Uh, main event was exciting. Um, Martinez versus Janus was a bit disappointing, but good for Martinez. Uh, Araujo gets back into like the gets back on track, so that's important for for 125. Uh, Christian Rodriguez looks fantastic. I just hope, as I, I've said this like seven times already, but I just hope he can stay at at bantamweight. Please, Darren Elkins put on a great performance. Tainarolis Boa promising at 135 for women's bantamweight. Melissa Dixon, another addition for women's bantamweight, a division that at this moment does not have a champion. My boy Gutierrez gets a win, and Dukota versus Joder was a good fight, so pretty, I'm pretty alright with with this event. And then uh, last week, on before on the week actually on Tuesday, we all, most of us were on Twitter comment, commentating about our contender series. Uh, that I will not recap here, but it was good. And we get hit with the with the news, with the news that Charles Oliveira got a cut on his eyebrow and he's out of his fight with Islam Mahachev. And who is filling in? No one else than featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovski takes the fight on ten days notice. That's fucking insane. I think. Uh, Volkanovski needs a full count for this one, but I'm still very excited. I'm always excited for Volkanovski, and I'm a huge fan of Alexander Volkanovski. And I don't know what to expect, but if you want to know my takes about that, uh, I, I guess you guys need to wait for the full preview that is coming out hopefully tomorrow. I've been working super hard on that. <laughs> and to be honest with you guys, I forgot to record this podcast yesterday because I was already doing tape study for the full preview. Uh, but not only that, because uh, like two weeks ago, Paulo Costa said that he got like surgery on his elbow or something like not long ago, and he was not sure he he was going to make it to his fight against um, Chimaev. So yeah, we got confirmation that he's officially out, and Kamaru Usman is filling in for him. That's insane. Um, I think I like the original matchups for both fights better, especially because it's so sh short notice. But I cannot be not excited for this. So let's make a rundown about UFC 294. I give you some some thoughts, but not a lot of analysis because I'm 
I'm keeping that for the full preview, you know, guys. I know you guys listen to the full preview. It's a lot more popular than this, pod- than this podcast. But yeah, we have Ils- Islam Mahachev defending against Alexander Volkanovsky on the main event. Very excited about this uh, this one. Uh, hopefully, Volkanovsky gets to physically compete against Mahachev again. Uh, I'm expecting that Volkanovsky will show up pretty heavy because he was not in camp. So, uh, size-wise, I expect him to be like very close to what he was for the first Mahachev fight. But I don't know. Uh, I'm a bit concerned about the cardio because uh, Volkanovsky had surgery, I think, not long ago. But yeah, I mean, very exciting. Kamaru Usman versus Shimaev. Oh, the only concerns for me for Usman is the short notice as well. And the size, because Shimaev is a big dude and he was preparing for Costa. So I'm expecting Shimaev to look huge in there. Kamaru Usman, obviously a very, very big welterweight. But he was not getting ready for a middleweight fight. But yeah, I mean, I expect both guys to be upwards of 200 pounds probably inside the cage. Uh, we have Magomed and Kalaev. Fighting Johnny Walker for some reason, I think. I don't know, I've never been a fan of Ankalaev. I think what's fair is that Ankalaev should be in line for a title shot. I mean, he had that draw against uh, Blachowicz for the title. He should not be fighting Johnny Walker, to be honest. If he... Uh, Aliskerov was supposed to fight... Um, who was Aliskerov supposed to fight? Uh, Imabov, I guess? But yeah, a worldly Alves is filling in. I talked about this last week. Said Nurmagomedov, who lost to Jonathan Martinez. We talked about that one. Uh, he's fighting Muin Gafurov. So yeah, good fight. Exciting. Tim Elliott is fighting Mohamed Mokayev. This one will be interesting because Tim Elliott will bring the grappling to Mokayev. And Mokayev is obviously a very, very good grappler. Mohamed Jaya is fighting Trevor Pick. Probably a mess. Haven't, haven't got that, to that fight yet in my... In my tape study, uh, Javid Basharat is fighting Victor Henry, and this fight is going to be fantastic. I'm very excited for this one, to be honest. I'm very hyped. Uh, I would be very surprised if this one is not like the best fight of the night, to be honest. It has all the ingredients to be great. And great test for Basharat that looks to be one of the more interest, most interesting prospects in the sport. I guess Victor Henry, that is uh, a, one of... An, an unsung hero in MMA, like super good, got to the UFC a bit on the older side, but has had very good performances. I'm very high on Victor Henry, and I'm very high on Javid Bashara. This is a fantastic fight. Before that, we have Cedric Dumas uh, versus Abu Asaitar, and this is not Javid Bashara versus Victor Henry. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> it's interesting because Abu Asaitar uh, hasn't fought in like two years and a half. And before that, he also had a two-year layout. Uh, it's been so long that Abu Saitar fought Vitor Miranda two fights ago. And Vitor Miranda hasn't been in the UFC for forever. But yeah, it is what it is. Anshul Jubli, the winner of the lightweight uh, road to UFC tournament, uh, Indian guy, is fighting Mike Breeden. And this fight is probably going to be a lot of fun. Nathaniel Good is fighting Mohamed Naimov. And this one is no way it is not exciting. Uh, this one also get check mark on this one. Uh, obviously, Nathaniel Good is always I'm always very excited for Nathaniel, Nathaniel Good fights. I'm I'm a big fan of him, but but also Naimov 
not a big fan of his style, but he brings the fire. So and he's a big hitter and, and a big dude. So very interesting to see how Nathaniel Wood uh, deals with him. Jinju Fry is fighting Victoria Dudakova, and I'm not sure, very sure about the matchmaking on that one. And the opening fight has Bruno Silva uh, fighting Sharabuddin Magomedov. And Sharabuddin comes with a lot of hype from social media. Uh, he's a Russian guy with a kickboxing Muay Thai background. Uh, somewhat a sketchy record with a lot of like mixed mix rule fights that doesn't allow a lot of grappling. But, but yeah, I mean, he's... He's like not great. He's not like going to get in there and beat Adesanya tomorrow, but but he's a good striker, especially for the for the standards that we have for middleweight. And um, Bruno Silva is a very interesting fight for him, especially because you know Bruno Silva has the devastating uh, ground and pound, but he's not that good at taking people down. So they're probably bang on the feet, but on the feet, Bruno Silva has experience and has the power, even though he has been looked a bit shiny lately. So. Yeah, I think the UFC is trying to get Charabuddin a, a win here. But we'll see. It should be a very interesting fight. Uh, overall, I think this pay-per-view is very good. But I'll talk more in detail on the full preview. That's what I do. And I think that's the podcast right now. I just wanted to do a quick podcast because I just don't know, do not want to lose the streak that I have going on with this pod. And, and I know some of you guys listen to this, so... I want to deliver. Um, and yeah, that's it for the podcast. Let's get into the last part right now. A reminder that the yearly print podcast is brought to you by X Marshall. X Marshall is a combat sports brand dedicated to supporting the Jiu Jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. X Marshall offers a range of products, including rash guards, shorts, spats, keys, streetwear, and training equipment. Use code THEFIGHTSIDE to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's the fight site, all caps, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow their socials at X Marshall Official. Thank you, X Marshall, for sponsoring us. And if you want to support the fight site as an ongoing project, get access to our big backlog of exclusive content and more to come get also access to our discord server that it's a great community to discuss combat sports and anything else you want you can make friends there uh, you can support us on patreon and you get access to our exclusive patreon content and the discord server and finally i still have slots available for custom video analysis uh uh, still, only 25 bucks for the time being, you can commission me to make a short breakdown of a three-round fight, be it kickboxing, Muay Thai, or MMA, and I will break down the, the tactics and strategy used by the winner. This is a steal, guys. Take it as uh, take it now, because I'm probably going to put the prices up a little bit. Uh, to be honest, 25 bucks is super, super cheap. Uh, so, yeah. Um, they are coming out. I have like three videos out already, I think. And another one to come this week. So thank you everyone that has supported me. Uh, you can all see all the details on my coffee page. It's on the description. But yeah, thank you for everyone that has commissioned a video. I hope the, the ones that been out already, you are enjoying those. 
and thank you for supporting the fight site and allowing this to be possible. So thank you so much guys as always and I'll see you hopefully tomorrow for the full preview. See you guys.